Hi. Hello, welcome. To the uh, season two finale of It's a Shame. This is our podcast about shame. Sometimes. Sometimes. It hasn't been lately. No, because we've been just trying to get through life's many hurdles. Yeah, we took a little bit of a COVID break from the heavier topics in life, so... Yeah. Yeah. And as we prepare for season three, uh, we are uh, homebound, as many of you are, and we just so happen to have a special guest who is at our easy disposal. (laughs) Uh, today joining us for a special interview with questions that we don't even know what they are, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, because we control everything around us, so um, especially in this house. He is a director of strategy and planning for a digital marketing agency. Uh, he's articulate, and he gives me news briefings in ways that both terrify me and keep me updated. It's the man I'm proud to call my husband. It's Jamie Boehner. Jamie Boehner. Hello. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, volunteering to do this, even though you're stuck in the house and you have nowhere to go. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a delight, actually. I'm thrilled. I, uh, my career started out in journalism, if you can call it a career, so it's kind of like, look, I get to be the interviewer again, so nice. there's going to be a lot of gotcha questions in this discussion. Oh, good. Well, you guys have that in common, though, right? You... Yep. I was also a journalism major. Yeah. My favorite thing, I really, uh, I focused on long form because I really, really love interviews, especially long form interviews. So this is extra exciting because I like being on the other side too. Oh, we should get you in a format at some point, which maybe we'll talk about for season three, (laughs) that we should maybe have guests. Yeah, no, we can do some long format. um, Lily on the street. If it's your first time joining us, hey, thanks. We're glad you found us. And uh, you can find us digitally if you want. We're online at shamepod.com. And, yes, on the socials at shamepod. And we have two seasons now for you to go back and listen to if you're new to us. We will be taking about a month off to kind of re-figure how we want to run things and kind of the new direction of the podcast, uh, start updating our social plan and all of that. So we will be back in a month, but in the meantime, go listen to older episodes and hear us talk about all of the shameful, shameful things in our past that we are deciding not to be ashamed about anymore. Yeah, we want you to be part of the the community. Um, Should we turn it? It's so weird. I'm like, should we turn it over to someone else? Yeah, I know. Well, I don't think we introduced why I'm here. I think I jumped the gun and started talking about an interview, but did we tell people that's what's going to happen? No. Would you like to set us up? Yeah. So I, what we're going to do today for the uh, celebration of two seasons and for the finale is I'm going to interview Danielle and Lily um, about the experience of making the podcast and unpacking all the different manifestations of shame and uh, just learning more from them about what they learned along the way. So yep. that's what we're doing. Super exciting. This is super exciting. Yeah. All right. Fire away. Like I said, lots of gotcha questions. And uh, <laughs> if we run out, then uh, as Danielle said, we'll Terry gross the shit and just kind of improvise some discussion cool. topics. Okay. So you're going to expose us for being, you know, really horrible people. We've just been pretending to be interested in, in feeding shame this whole time. But yeah. You're going to expose me. <laughs> what I don't know is that's the reason you invited me here today. This is an intervention, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. Um, okay, well, I'll, I guess I'll just jump right into it. So the first thing I wanted to ask the two of you, uh, two seasons down the road, kind of at the highest level, how did the experience of doing this podcast align or not align with your expectations of how it was going to be and your reasons for doing it in the first place? Hmm. Uh, well, for me, I 
thought it would be a lot harder, actually, than it has been. I don't mean more difficult to actually do. I mean more difficult to, like, keep scheduling and do it every week. Yeah. And keep interested in it. And, you know, there have been weeks where we've just been like, oh, God, we have to do this thing. And it was a little bit more of a chore than other times. But I, I, I'm very surprised how easy it was to just kind of keep the cadence of a weekly thing happening in my life. Our lives. Yeah, I think the most challenging part of like the the consistency of doing it every week was doing it in the context of both working full time jobs. Yeah, and it's still a challenge. It's still yeah. I mean that hasn't changed. Like it's it's still a challenge. But um, I I think that like we we just wanted to do it, and I think the most exciting thing that's come out of the two seasons for me, like I don't know if you agree, is just that we. We've done that. We've mm-hmm. kept the schedule. We've kept the calendar. Like, even when it was, like, really inconvenient to record, like, right now, it is very hot in San Diego, and we are under social distancing measures, and we are sitting across a table and figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're making it happen, and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, to uh, just not really realizing that I would have so much to say. <laughs> there were some weeks too where it was just, we would start recording and we didn't really have a, a plan and I would just think what am I going to talk about? And then we would talk for an hour and we wouldn't even really be done but we're like, okay, we have to end this at some point. Yeah. So that was something too that was kind of cool, like just contemplating and thinking about things about your life that you don't normally think about and and realizing that you have a lot to say about it. You're getting into my next round of questions, actually. That's funny. Um, well, I'll, I'll kind of stick to the order that I, I wrote here. So I had a lot of questions that are in kind of a category of, like, lessons learned from the podcast. So the first one that I thought about asking you is, um, I'm sure there's more than one answer, but at, at a high level, what did you learn? What If there was kind of one big key takeaway from week to week, unpacking all these different variations of, of shame, which, again, was kind of the reason for doing the podcast. What was one big takeaway you kind of learned, no matter what the topic was, kind of consistently you came away from, now having done two seasons of it? For, for me, it was just feeling relief that, like, we were talking about it. Yeah. Like, even if it was just going out into the ether and the idea that maybe no one was listening to it at all, like, it was like maybe one person hears this and they feel better. Yeah. Even if it's ten years from now randomly. You know what I mean? Like, it was totally. just... The idea of, like, the consistent feeling of, like, it felt, like, cathartic in a way to talk about it Mm -hmm. and talk about some of the things that, like, I didn't expect to say. And and I'm like, if I'm saying this and maybe somebody's listening, then maybe they're a little bit freer, too. Right. And then also kind of having to get out of your head in that way of, like, if I've experienced this, you know, I'm not just this anomaly of a person. Other people have probably gone through something similar and, you know, have never felt comfortable talking about it either. And right. so, yeah, kind of putting stuff out there, it, it's, it is interesting. And another thing for me, I realized that there are particular people that you feel some of these shame feelings, I don't know, like how to describe this, uh, toward more or something, or like, because when we would be talking and I would be like, what if this person heard this, or what if this person were listening, like, like certain people would come into my mind in certain topics, well, yeah, and it would just be like, oh, like, this person is really wrapped up in whatever, like, trauma or, you know, instance that caused this to begin with, 
I think really you're, you're hitting on something, though, that's, like, really, I think, valuable about doing this and something we've been talking about moving into the next season is that we're talking about these topics in very broad terms, but we're still people, right? So a lot of the things that we're talking about that are based in shame are, like, things that happen to us that are based in, like, reality of, like, there are people that are attached to the stories that we tell. Like, there are families that are at the root of some really heavy and dark things that we talk about, you know, and, like, it's moving forward in the next season like one of the things while we take the break that I've, I've been kind of like wanting us to really focus on is like how do we continue to like engage in self-care and take care of ourselves and make sure we're like planning for the topics because you're right like it can be really challenging and sometimes you record and you realize like a certain person or event keeps popping up in your mind while you're recording and you're like fuck like that's a conversation I just had with you for a bunch of strangers yeah. that I've never had with that person yeah totally exactly yeah but I mean in some ways it, there's a bit of catharsis to it too that I didn't quite expect as much as I have felt it mm-hmm. that it's just really liberating to get some of this off your chest and, and to put it out publicly too there's an yeah. aspect of that that you know when you start to think about it it's it's more powerful than just you know Danielle and I talking about it amongst ourselves, which is why we started the podcast in the first place, is to kind of like break through some of these topics, and it really has helped a lot, I think. Yeah, I agree. I oscillate between feeling really free and like fucking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel like that was long-winded, but nope, there you go. Great. <laughs> well, that just means you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> long-winded. True. Is kind of the How do you, that makes me uh, kind of curious, have you, either of you learned a way to balance walking that line between the catharsis of, I want to tell the story and I even want to name some names versus this person that is most associated with the story could hear this or I know they listen to it. I'm going to have a certain way I talk about this that's different and I'm going to withhold a little bit while still kind of addressing the topic. So have, have you found a way to, or is there even a process or like a system that you've developed as you've gone through two seasons of this or is it kind of just as you go you sort of are kind of winging it or editing on the spot maybe? Yeah, for me it's on the spot. Uh, and I think that there have been a couple of times where I'm like, well, didn't really want to say that, but there you go, I did and I'm not going to tell Paolo to cut it out because, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, there's definitely a balance that happens the entire time that you're talking, knowing that you're recording something about like, okay, I don't want to paint this person in a bad light, even though they might have been involved in this story. You know, you don't want to get like libelous, obviously. You don't want to um, be unfair. And shame is... there's two sides to every story. Yeah, and shame is the sticky thing, right? Like if I shame you, like I'm not doing my, you know... I'm going to bring in pop culture, but uh, Fiona Apple put out an album, Fetch the Bull Cutters, and there's a it's song so uh, in the Evil is a Relay Sport. And, like, she kind of talks about, like, playing tack with, like, these kind of uh, darker arts. Mm-hmm. And that's something I often think about is on the podcast, like, I'm trying to be more aware of, like, if I'm putting... If I'm trying to project shame onto someone else. Right. Because, like, I don't want to smear it and spread it around and, like... I don't know their circumstances. And a lot of the things I feel shameful about or shame about, like, I'd like an opportunity to explain myself. And I'm sure that people, for some reason, like, even though you just asked the question, I'm getting ready to be, like, completely, like, 
illicit about it, but, like, I keep thinking about my mom. Like, my mom is someone I think about a lot when we were podcasting, and, like, I talk about these things, and I'm like, she was just doing the best she can with what she, the best she could with what she had, Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think, too, there are a lot of just relationship stuff, because that is what impacts your emotional life the most out of anything in life, and so trying to kind of have uh, yeah, a respect for past relationships, friendships, and and not not get too ugly about stuff, even though you know the, the impact you negatively emotionally. And you have to self edit. Like yeah. it's not a therapy session. Yeah, totally. It kind of is, but then also <laughs> not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think um, I think we got at least one really big takeaway out of that, which is unpack shame, disarm shame, but don't smear it and don't spread it around. Yeah. Listeners, yeah. please take that away with you. It's hard not to do. I think, like, sometimes, like, we, we want to shame other people and freeing ourselves from shame. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's, like, a natural inclination is, like, I was in the right, you were in the wrong as a way of, like, ridding yourself of something. And it's, like, it doesn't really, for true clarity, it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I hate to think it, but we were talking about you know, the people that are the subject of the stories and that could be the source of the shame, but... Uh, I've got to think somewhere like I'm the source of someone's shame story. Totally. 100%. Totally. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, they're mine. You don't, you don't know that you're, you're not conscious sometimes that you're that, that person yeah. or that event. No, and I say 100% because I feel the same way, and yeah. I, think, I think most of us do. Actually, that's interesting because that's a topic that I want to cover in the next season or in some season eventually is um, kind of going back to times that we are ashamed of because we probably like traumatized or caused harm emotional scarring to other people yeah I think that would be an interesting one to like get dirty and honest about yeah I mean and and I think like adolescence is fair game for everyone it's like the cruelest place on earth yes so you know your little brains are forming and you're basically sociopaths until you (laughs) you hit 25 yeah (laughs) if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah (laughs) um I wanted to ask again it's kind of in that lessons learned thing and we I think we were just trying to get into it uh, whether you had a topic really well thought out in advance or you, the two of you kind of came up with it when you showed up at each other's houses and started recording, um, you were both kind of describing that it went in interesting directions sometimes you weren't expecting. So is there like a moment when you caught yourself feeling really surprised about where the exploration of a topic went or where your own mind went? All of a sudden you kind of heard yourself telling a story where you're like, wow, I did not think I was going to go there, but here I am. <laughs> I think our best episodes are that. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm trying to remember, like, a specific instance. Mine comes to me instantly and, like, brings tears to my eyes because I'm so COVID-motional. <laughs> um, is when I talked about having a mess. Yeah. And I don't talk about that ever mm-hmm. with anyone. Like, I hide it from myself. So to be so honest about it and speaking of journalism, like, your ability to ask me questions that were gentle enough but also pointed enough that I felt comfortable talking about it and I felt nervous at first when the episode like first dropped um, and then I now feel like this huge sense of relief when I think about that episode because I'm like I need to talk more about that and I need to lean into those fears but I'm, I never anticipate talking about things like that 
but but yes, I, I think the best episodes are when we do them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I I think that sometimes you're just so guarded in general. I don't mean you, Daniel. I mean the proverbial. Yeah. People are just so guarded in general that when you do start talking about really personal things, it it will surprise you what opens up yeah. and like the memories that come out and um, you know I think it's really been awesome and helpful for me in a lot of ways but it's scary too for sure if we can bring it I mean if I don't I don't want to speak on your behalf but like one of my favorite episodes where you I think you went super emotional and vulnerable was we talked about correspondence oh right yeah and you talked about your dad and we had a couple friends mention to us that like they also got emotional in that episode and like the idea of loss and after I remember recording and after it was over you apologized oh did I yeah and you were like I'm sorry like I don't know what happened and I was like I'm so glad you leaned into it and went with it and that's that thing we were talking about where it's like we're going to talk about triggering things and like we're each other's co-navigators so it's kind of like I want to protect you and make sure you're not being too vulnerable but I'm also like trusting the process where I'm like just lean into it yeah. and go with it like it's it's happening and just kind of yeah let it go yeah um yeah I think that it makes sense that I would apologize because I think it's so awkward to listen to people cry and so I was like oh shit like this is gonna make this episode look really uncomfortable for some people but I was like I don't know maybe it's helpful you just can't I think that you can't get too caught up in like the listener experience necessarily because it's just sort of like people can take care of themselves and they'll decide whether or not you know (laughs) they want to listen anymore and with regard to apologizing though I mean I feel like we both have like the I'm sorry I right absolutely yeah a whole episode about it yeah exactly I was going to say yeah yeah someone we have a friend who's British and he once told me like I, I said like what summarize being British is and he says someone steps on your foot and you say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, I'm British. <laughs> or Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> but you say, I'm sorry. Sorry. So I had a follow-up from that one that I think we just kind of actually got into, which was going to be, was there a specific topic or episode that um, going into it, whether you knew in advance what it was going to be or you came up with it and hit go on the mics and the recording, you were kind of dreading talking about because you knew it was going to be really hard. And then, and maybe those are the, the moments you both just mentioned, or are there other ones where you were kind of like, I really don't want to get into this, but maybe by the end of the recording of the episode, you were like, I'm so glad we got into this. I think, um, not necessarily a certain topic. There are topics that I want to cover in the future that I'm very much dreading, but Mm -hmm. I think are important for me. And I have actually touched on this in a number of episodes, uh, I have a lot of weird hang-ups with financial shame and really unpacking that and going into it and getting like honest about like my financial situation I think is something that I'm really not looking forward to but I think will be really fucking helpful for other people because I know that I'm not the only person in this kind of debt I'm not I know that I'm not you know the only person who has uh, issues managing their own finances you know so I think that that is a topic that I don't want to do but I think we should yeah but I think, like, that's, again, that, like, the really vulnerable space of talking about the things that you're ashamed of. Like, we can't ever come up with topics outs- truly outside of our experience, right? I mean, like, 
yeah, we can watch a film and be like, I've never experienced anything like this and I'm inspired by it or a friend tells a story and you're like, you know what, they seemed very ashamed by that. But like the things that were going to come up that are going to come up as topics and that we're going to resonate with are very typically going to be things that come from within. Yeah. And so yeah, I there I think a lot of the things that we talk about are challenging. Yeah. I mean I think one of the ones uh, it was like the body bits episode. It was weird for me to, like, talk about certain things on my body, too, and just, like, that I don't like or that are kind of gross or, you know, it. it's, like, putting a lens, like, a magnifying <laughs> lens, like, on your flaws, quote-unquote flaws, yeah. um, that you normally, like, crop out of pictures or try to hide or, you Well, know. so much of the podcast is, like, us exposing ourselves for the sake of other people feeling comfortable to do the same. Right. And it's, like... That's, the, like, the guinea pig thing, right? It's, like, we're just going to try this, and hopefully somebody feels a little bit better by listening to it. Right. But at the end of the day, like, there's still roughly 50 to 60 minutes of us just being, like, and I have a mole here, and there's skin <laughs> tags and cellulite, and also I've got this bruising from this medication, and, like, you know, like, it's just yeah. and I, the things that... And also, we're choosing to select topics for the things that most people don't want to talk about, and we're, like, talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. So, flip side to that, I think, these are challenging topics that you pick to to dissect every week, but um, one of my favorite things about the podcast is that you're both brilliant and funny, and it actually can be really entertaining and fun and even, like, laugh out loud to hear the two of you um, kind of explore these topics and the way your brains kind of wrap around them. So the flip side then to the last question would be, was there, was there a topic or an episode where you were having way more fun than you thought you would, kind of tossing it around with each other? <laughs> mm. I mean, I, I always love the episodes when you and Steph are on. I think they're really fun. Yeah. Um, they help us kind of, like, get out of our own heads and out of our own way a little bit. Yes. Um, so those are really fun. I don't know. It's... It's funny that I have heard a couple of people be like, oh my god, I like laughed out loud during this episode because I just really like deeply do not consider myself a funny person, so I always assume that they must just be laughing at Danielle, um, because you are funny. Thanks. Um, but, yeah. I try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, with such a serious topic, it feels, yeah, kind of odd or strange to think that there are like these lighthearted, obviously, moments, but I want that. I think that... We have to inject it with some of that stuff, otherwise it's just going to be like two ladies, really sad, talking yeah. about and two white women. Yeah, exactly. especially like it's like, like two white women with really fast so white ladies. <laughs> um, like yeah, no, there there is an element of that. I think my favorite episode of all time, where I feel like I really best harnessed my podcast self that felt comfortable because I was hiding behind humor, um, was shop shame. And I talked about sweating in dressing rooms. And I talked about being so depressed about how much weight I put on that I walked through the food court and then wanted to buy pretzels and ice cream and, like, (laughs) kind of, like, hid behind, like, this facade of comedy when, like, there's really, like, a dark truth to, like, how many times, like, I've been super fucking stressed out by shopping. And to this day, I hate going into, like, a fitting. I hate, yeah. Like, there's just, like, there's, there's, like, a truth to that. But, like... I feel like when I'm my best self, 
maybe not even my best, my most comfortable self, I'm able to like laugh about it while right. I'm still kind of going deep. Yeah, and I think that that topic, because uh, that was an interesting one because we came into it being like, oh, this is going to be way like lighthearted. It's going to be like a super fun episode. So we kind of had that mentality going into it. So I think we let ourselves have some levity with it. Um, I mean, and you know, it's kind of a superficial topic. Yeah. But there are really deep emotional ties in that, in the shopping realm. But um, yeah, I think that. I feel, I feel like I want to, like, say something really quickly, which is, like, when we go into season three, like, I mean, like, I feel like our best self version of the podcast will be that hopefully with two seasons of just, like, practicing and recording into a mic and doing it every week is that, like, we'll kind of allow ourselves to be authentic. Like, the yeah. like the time when you made the fucking joke about, like, and the fucking horse you rode in oh. on or whatever. Like, I felt like that moment and we got done podcasting and I told Lily, I said, it's like that episode, for whatever reason, felt like we were together having dinner. Yeah. Or, like, something. Like, it didn't feel like mics were turned on. Like, I was yeah. like, like, you, like, was just, yeah. And, and it's hard. The mics are on. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I... I'm meandering. I, no, I agree, though, that it... Yeah, it's it's all about being in the right headspace, too. And so I think that sometimes we're just feeling, like, more down and drawn and tired than other times. And so I think the ones yeah. when... I, I remember, like, kind of some of the earlier ones when we were recording when it was still light outside because we started in the summertime. Yeah. For some reason, that, I feel like, adds a levity to it also. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because when we would do it after work all throughout the winter, it was dark, it was cold, like, we were really drained and we're tired. tired. And yeah. It was just, yeah. So, anyway, now I'm, now I'm meandering. <laughs> You're getting the full podcast experience. Exactly. It's just one little meandering answer. <laughs> totally. Is. What have you learned about meandering in the past? <laughs> Not, Not to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, it's funny. I think it's really interesting the way you two work because I know all of us are huge stand up comedy fans, like total comedy nerds, and I've made like fiddling attempts at trying to write stand up comedy routines and. I almost feel like the way you unpack these challenging topics is the way like a comedian would kind of take it on because it's like very observational and kind of holding on to that observation and helping people see like isn't this kind of absurd and crazy that like our brains yeah. do this to us or that we, re- we let ourselves react this way based on other people and it almost feels like you could trans as dark as the topics can be sometimes or challenging this podcast in season three could be like a dark comedy podcast because it's it's funny. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's one thing I learned from listening to you over the two seasons is these moments that we have are so relatable, and I think people do get a lot of value out of hearing you two talk about them because I feel like anyone who listens is like, "Yep, I've had some a version of that in my life," right. and it's kind of funny to unpack it. Like, why why do we let this haunt us so much? I think that that's a really interesting observation and I think you're totally right because you know you hear comedians say over and over and over again that like you know they're not really that funny in their day-to-day lives and they're actually like pretty dark and they've had like fucked up pasts and but the thing that they bring to their comedy is all of that stuff but trying to kind of find a new way to look at it that can be relatable because I think that one of the best things about humor is that you can relate to whatever that person is saying in some way and it just becomes deeply funny to you. So yeah, I, I like that. I think I need to find my more humorous side a little bit sharper in season three. <laughs> well, you're very funny, actually. I mean, you said earlier, like, you're like, I'm not funny. I feel like you are funny, like, um, 
Somebody told me once that the source of all humor is incongruency, and I think that you are a very uh, intellectual and serious person, which is something that I value about you and about our friendship, is that you give gravity to things that need gravity, and you fight for things that need to be fought for. And I, But I see myself in you, because I share this, and that you don't often, like... It's hard to let yourself off the hook and like laugh at things. Yes. Like things are taken very seriously. Yes. And then I and I share that. Like it's very hard. And like, but my coping strategy with so much darkness, like growing up and even now, like and therapy, like I feel sometimes like weirdly schizophrenic where like I'm telling a really dark story and then I start laughing mm-hmm. at a detail and I realize that like I can't access the sadness, that I have to turn it into something that's humorous in order for me to cope with it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that laughter is an incredibly powerful coping mechanism, and it's but that's one that like I don't access very often because I am, I have been such a serious person my whole life. Like that's why I joke that I'm you know like I've always been a ninety year old woman, and by that I mean it's like kind of crotchety and cranky and like you know very you don't see ninety year old women doing a lot of silly things. Like I've said this before too. Like I just am not a silly person. I can't like get there. So yeah. I don't know. But I think that it's really nice to have humorous friends because it draws out that part of me. And I think that I definitely get that from you where you can laugh at things and and you're just funny. So it's, it, it helps me. Yeah. I never knew that, like, I feel like if, if anybody's listening and, like, you're under the age of, like, 35 and you're, like, I don't know, like, people say that, like, you're going to, like, you'll age past this, like, insecurity and you'll lean more into yourself and yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm approaching 40. And, like, if somebody's, like, oh, my God, you look like you're 20-whatever, like, which doesn't happen. But let's say it did. Like, I would be, like, oh, okay. thank you. But if somebody, it does happen, which is nice, thank you. Um, but, but if someone tells me, like, I'm funny, like legitimately that's the kindest thing anyone can say because I feel like it's just like oh good like my personality's working out yeah. you know? like so good it, job personality yeah like because all the rest of it like well gravity will do its work but I mean the personality piece is really nice yeah yeah um while we're still in the lessons learned or you know, what came out of experience section I did want to ask you because we were just kind of touching on it did you hear any feedback from friends, family members, people listening to podcast episodes where you notice patterns in them telling you, uh, I'm so glad that you two talked about this, or I could relate to this so much, this is my version of it. You don't have to name names or anything, but it, was there either a consistent theme in some of that feedback that you got from friends and family, or was there a particular moment you remember somebody where you really realized you'd hit on something that a lot of people probably have some kind of shame moment around? There's one piece of feedback that we've gotten more than any other, and it's my favorite thing to hear, and it's exactly what I want the podcast to be, is that people tell us that it just feels like they're hanging out with us. And that yeah. they're just like, yeah, having a conversation with friends. And I, because I love podcasts like that, and I find so much comfort in those types of podcasts, like I really love hearing that because uh, it means that we're not being like stiff and formal and inaccessible. We're, you know, being real, and that's yeah. what—that's exactly what that piece of feedback means to me, and I really love it. Yeah, 
Uh, one of your buddies uh, gave me a great piece of feedback that was very funny. Uh, we, we go to a bar, a neighborhood bar, and there is an alley, an outdoor alley, where it gets like a little bit of sun. And he had never listened to the podcast before. And he goes, and this is during COVID, during isolation. He goes, I just discovered the podcast and I love it because I feel like I just walked in the alley and I'm just listening to you and Lily rant and I'm loving it. You know what <laughs> like, And it was like such high praise though, yeah. because it's like, it's like you just walked into a conversation with the two of us and like, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what it is, especially because we do meander so much. So it's just like, <laughs> it is just an authentic conversation. Um, there was another piece of feedback that really surprised the hell out of me, um, and I did not expect it at all. So my mom listens. Hello, mom. Um, and hey, Linda. she told me she used the word comforting, that it's comforting to listen to, and I was I didn't really get what she meant at first, and she didn't mean that like because it's like hanging out with me and Danielle, and she gets comfort from that. She didn't mean that at all. She meant <laughs> like she doesn't really hear me talk about these things, you know, you don't really have conversations like this with your mother, I mean, mm-hmm. or at least some people probably do, but I certainly don't, mm-hmm. and she was just like, it's good to hear that you're grounded, and, and your perspectives are healthy, and that, you know, like, these things that have happened to you haven't, like, she didn't say this, but, like, fucked you up, basically. <laughs> or, like, fucks you up so badly that you're, like, you know, not a functional human. And it's not that she thinks I'm a dysfunctional person, but I think that what she was saying is just to hear me kind of coming to terms with some of the stuff in my past, like, made her feel... Maybe nice. proud, even. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I get from it. Yeah. You know, like, it's... I mean, because, again, the whole, like, spreading shame around. I mean, to answer your question, like... Your family, uh, Jamie, listens to the podcast. My sisters listen to a couple episodes. Um, I don't know that my mom knows about it. I'm actually really nervous about that. That's like a huge source of anxiety for me because I feel like we're going to have to start doing like remote teletherapy when that happens, if that happens. Um, But the feedback that I've gotten from family members has been pretty supportive and you know what's funny is like when I found out that uh, Linda uh, Lily's mom is listening to it um, I immediately was like oh I really need to watch my F-bombs because <laughs> I was like even though I'm like again I'm nearly a 40 year old woman I still like have a super close friend that I'm like I don't want your mom to know I say fun <laughs> you know what I mean like, it's like I want her to think that I'm like a really you know yeah I'm a good influence person. I'm a good influence on Lily I really am yeah it's like oh god do we ever grow out of that? No, no. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, Especially if you were raised religious, I think that that's just ingrained in you forever. Oh, it's in the blood. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, swearing chain, I guess we would call it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, which apparently I have none of because I have the saltiest language. Language. It's one of my favorite things. About I know, I love it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, it's funny, just before we leave this topic, I, I can pile on in a way um, about the comforting idea. Like, it's different from the way your mother told you, Lily, but it actually has been, just as a listener of the podcast, it is comforting to put an episode on and hear your voices, like when I'm driving to work in the morning, and those are rough moments for everybody. Like, nobody really wants to go. And But if I put on an episode of the podcast, it, it immediately gets me out of my head, and I do feel like my heart rate calms down. Uh-huh. It's like being with friends, so yeah, you, you both do a really good job. I love hearing that. That's awesome. I just love that you're listening to the podcast while you're driving to work. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because it's the only thing that makes me hate my commute to work. I have a great commute. It's like 
10 minutes or less, but then it takes me a week to finish one episode <laughs> between going to and from work. But. Yeah, well, it's very sweet. Thank you for listening. That's, that's where I do all my podcasts. Yeah. But, I mean, you get to listen to me meander, like, all the time, so the fact that you would... Well, both think. of us. I mean, Jamie has been around for all of the conversations that led to us wanting to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you heard a, it all. You're glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes those moments are funny because you'll have a, a topic or even a conversation within a topic where I, I think I was there for like the um, the seed of that mm-hmm. conversation between the two of you but then in the podcast episode you take it way more in depth and way further so it's always great to see like where it goes next mm-hmm. thanks um, the, I'm just trying to decide the order here I think the next question I wanted to ask you is and this was coming up a little bit about the future of the podcast um is there a topic around shame, no matter what maybe format changes you might make to the podcast, if you if you kind of continue your mission on, is there a topic you haven't gotten to yet that you really want to get into? I think you mentioned a couple, Lily and Danielle, and then is there also maybe one that you would most want to revisit? Because I remember a lot of episodes, you would both say, like, this is one we could do the entire season. I know. Um, I really want to talk more about periods. I really want to talk more about... Um... Oops. Body hair. Oh. So we recorded this episode, which was actually a really fun one to record, where we just, it was all about boobs. It was only about boobs. It wasn't even about the rest of our bodies. And we recorded it with a dear friend of ours, but it was just, the audio was too wonky. And we just... And it was the second time we'd ever recorded it together. It was only the second together. time, together. yeah. So. Yeah, so we didn't know our own dynamic. Yeah, and we were even greener than, you know, we are now. Um, so is pretty green. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're not very professional still. Um, but I really want to do boobs again. And yeah, like actually get it out there. Um, yeah, get those boobs out there. <laughs> get them out there. Uh, boobs, periods. Um, I really, I feel like we, one that we haven't touched on that, like I, am super excited about in the third season is uh, mental health stuff. Yeah. Um, whether you're taking medication or you have a family history or you've got your own history or all of the above. Right. Um, I just feel like it's a cause that's really dear to my heart and like I feel like I talk a lot about it at work and I think a lot about it so I don't we haven't really talked about it on the podcast and I'm like wow wait I should incorporate that in season three like mental health shame if, if you've been given a label and then you have a stigma about it totally yeah oh that will that will be a good one for sure because people have a lot of experience with it yeah so, yeah 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 I was just gonna say I, I was pausing myself I was censoring because I felt shame but I was gonna joke if you ever need like uh, a specific episode about depression then that mental wellness shame episode like I would I could talk in depth about that. I feel like most people have anxiety or depression. Like, when clients come to me and, like, they feel ashamed, like, I do an intake over the phone and they'll often say, like, "Um, well, I I feel like I've always struggled with anxiety or depression. I'm like, oh, so you've been awake for a while. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm like, oh, so you just are able to read the news and pay attention and you were raised by a family and, you you know, I just feel like it's, again, to normalize it, it's like, yeah, we've, we've all struggled with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, human beings that don't have a little touch of one or both of those, they scare me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are just like always really chill and okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're also lying to themselves. But anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you if you're not <laughs> mentally ill in some way. Shame, shame, shame on you. <laughs> 
Well, it's kind of related to the last question. The next one I was going to ask is, um, how do you know, or what do you think makes a good topic? Like, you know, sometimes you're thinking of them more further in advance. Sometimes you come up with it five minutes before you hit record. What, what do you think really makes a good shame topic? Or how do you know when you've, together, when you've hit on one? I think when it just feels very authentically true. I think we've had some stinkers. There's somewhere we just haven't been that into it. Or I don't even think, maybe just not ready to unpack certain ones the way that we could have to make it a really good topic. Because I think that almost anything could be a great topic yeah. if, you, if you're speaking to your true experience and if you, know, you have enough to say about it um, and if it's you know, sort of relatable enough. Um, really almost anything can be but yeah I think that there are times when we would hide from things a little bit and I I can tell you know when we're hiding yeah for sure yeah well you know it's it's interesting because like earlier you were saying um or we had we had talked about the idea that like some podcasts you come into like with a blank slate and you're like oh I don't know and then like things come out of it unexpectedly it's like a therapy session in that way like you go and you're like I don't know everything seems fine and then you leave in tears and you're like what the fuck where did that come from yeah. it's like you don't really know what's coming and I think like that's why season three is like super exciting in terms of like planning in advance because doing it every week and being committed to recording every week very often meant that we would like sit down together and be like I mean we would be like less than five minutes from hitting record and be like I don't know how do you feel about this this has been on my yeah. mind and like just lean into it and go as opposed to like creating what Lily has termed very elegantly an editorial calendar <laughs> which is probably actually what it's called but just no. to me it seems fancy so I'm like I use them in my work all the time um so yeah like the idea of planning ahead with topics yeah to answer like your question in a roundabout way about the future is like something I'm super looking forward to is knowing there are these 15 or whatever topics and like I have time to prepare and like, you know, because we just, we haven't really been doing that. Yeah. And I think at the beginning we were a little bit more, so we would have our topics planned out. And I think that that helped me because yeah, you just kind of start to think about, okay, what in my life would I really want to bring to this conversation? And, you know, cause I feel like a lot, this happened a lot in season two for me. I don't know about you, Danielle, but because we weren't doing as much of that pre-planning, I felt like we started really hitting our stride on a topic, like, halfway or yeah. more oh. in. And I, then I'm like, oh, I have so much more to say, and I'm thinking yeah. about all these things now. I feel like we would hit, like, the 35-minute mark. Yeah. And I would be like, fuck, between then and, like, 40 minutes. And I was like, shit, like, we just got started. Yeah, totally. Like, and then we'd be like, all right, time to wrap up, because it's <laughs> an hour, even though, like, we just warmed up to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was, like the mental like warming up that needed to happen in advance that maybe we could have done if we had the time to like mentally and psychologically like prepare for it as opposed to being like okay let's just do it and go right and it's like oh 30 minutes in like oh right now that I've been talking about it and thinking about it for a second <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah it's funny that's actually like the perfect segue into what the next question was, was going to be which is for the the next go-around of the podcast next season how, how would you anticipate you know, the balance between planning and having these kind of the room for these sort of improvisatory or like you know the, I feel like so much good stuff has come out of just you two in the moment but then you just hit on like without the planning you feel like there are certain topics you could have addressed better so you feel like season three in your mind's like how are you going to balance the two 
A silent agreement that we have is we never talk about what we're going to talk about on the right. podcast. Yeah. And so that leaves room for a lot of spontaneity. Yeah. And that started with like the first real episode we did when we talked about early shame. And we agreed on the fact that we weren't going to share what we were going to talk about in advance it was because a surprise, yeah. we I wanted your genuine reaction reaction and you wanted mine. Yeah. And so I think that's like I I think in that instance like will always be a little bit improvisational because I don't know what she's going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and I definitely, I love this segment of brand new information and I want to like get way better at bringing topics, but I never want to know yours and I don't want you to know mine. No. Because that, that is like, well, it's brand new information. It's brand new information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be brand new information. Yeah. I'm like, well, duh, we talked about it. Like, no, it has to be like brand new information. Yeah. <laughs> By name, it's all there in the name. Exactly, it's brand new. <laughs> uh, well, this is kind of getting us back into the category I had around um, lessons learned. So I did want to ask you, sort of, I, I think this last bit just related to it, the mechanics of the podcast itself. Like, how, what have you learned in two seasons about everything from? What you just mentioned, keeping the conversation fresh by not sharing with each other what you can talk about and not rehearsing too much, the experience of working with an engineer and sound recording and buying microphones, and then the experience of having you have this great podcast that I feel like the whole world should listen to, but you're you're marketing it when everyone's starting a podcast and you had to figure out how to promote so it and start social media accounts for it and all that stuff. So, um, especially for anyone, friends, listeners that are considering doing something similar. Just the mechanics of putting it together and managing it. Are there any lessons that came out of the last two seasons? When we started, we knew we needed someone who could um, help us with like getting the content to sound decent. Right. Like we both knew that you know we're it had like to be like listenable. Yeah, <laughs> but like very literally. Yeah, and then we are very lucky that we found Paolo, and he is. Excellent. Great. He's excellent. And he, uh, from the beginning, has been super supportive in letting us know uh, what we need. And uh, even when we need more, he's kind of like, let me help you work with what you've got. Because he understands, like, we both have two full-time jobs. Right. And, like, this is just kind of like a side project. Yeah, I would say more than, like, what we have learned necessarily. Kind of more of what I want to learn is, well, we now have two mics which is awesome so I do know that 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 would have been a helpful thing from the beginning to kind of and also I'm listening to myself speak right now in headphones which is weird but we never do that yeah can I just really quickly say that we were doing like a sound test and Lily was listening through her headphones and then she gave me her headphones to listen to the sound test before we recorded this episode I've never heard myself in headphones talking and I was like wait moving forward we have to do this every single time it's so helpful because you can tell if you need to get closer to the mic, you can just, yeah, it's just... We're novices at this. Yeah, totally. like We're still learning so much. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'm I, upset that I'm not wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's great. It, it's very helpful. So, yeah, I think the little things like that, kind of getting more professional setup. Um, and then, you know, I think the pre-planning will help a lot because we have also discussed not just an editorial calendar in terms of topics, but then also creating plans for social media because we've been so spotty about actually promoting ourselves in the podcast and I think that because the whole point of this is to kind of build a community um, we really need to start reaching more people so I think that that is just on the horizon and trying to get better at 
yeah, that aspect of things because we've just kind of been like, oh yeah, you know, whoever's listening, cool, that's great. You know, we have a few listeners, that's awesome. But I want to, yeah. We want to broaden it. We that want, was yeah. the whole thing. We wanted it to, to be community-based. Like, we wanted it to be community-sourced. That was the intent, right, yeah. when we started it. So it's like we want to, like, reach out more and... It's, you know, I've said, like, I feel like I keep using the term, like, we have two full-time jobs, and I'm really, like, hammering that home, but, and I also found myself on the call with Lily talking about season three and, like, what we wanted to do, and I, I said something I loathed myself for saying, but I mean it. I said, we need to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And, like, we're learning this. Like, we're, yeah. this isn't our, our, like, native field, either of us, so, right. like, there are ways to simplify. We just have to figure out what those are and how to do it. Right, so. totally. Yeah, and to still have fun with it, but know that we have, we want, at least for me, I want to, like, have more responsibility to spend time and effort on this incredible project that I love so much yeah. um, and not kind of let it just wither. Yeah, which lately has been, like, part of the reason I think we're taking a break for a month is, like, yeah. it has been, it's been easy to let one's life wither. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, projects aside, and I think, like, finding a way to come at it with passion and be invigorated, like, we have to find a way to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that, yeah, one thing I guess I will say that we've learned is just when we feel energized about it, it always is a better podcast. Yes. It, it translates. Like, people can feel it. You can feel the energy. You can right. feel the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a good question maybe for listeners out there. Is, you know, pre-COVID-19, that's a different topic. But before that, I always was in admiration of the two of you having the ability every week to come together and record your podcast episodes no matter what. And yeah, working full-time jobs and being drained at the end of the day. Because I think even with um, people have passion projects that they're really into and, and fired up on, but everyone can feel so exhausted by like, the end of a, a work day. How, how did you do it? <laughs> like, I honestly am in awe of your ability to do that. Were there, were there strategies or tactics or coping mechanisms for days where it felt like, I'm so tired, but I, I still need to do this. I want to do this. How did you get This is going to sound crazy, but I think it's about to get easier. Like, I really do. I feel like so much of it was flying blind in the unknown, which is very stressful for me. Yeah. And I think, like, the idea of knowing what I'm going to talk about and, like, really kind of having more produced, regimented, like, segments for ourselves as as well as, like, the listener, Mm -hmm. like, makes me feel... I I thrive in a more controlled environment because I feel like there's more room for creativity there. Well, you and I are both naturally planners also. We like to have a plan and kind of know what we're in store, like what's in store for us. Mm -hmm. I I don't like the unknown, you know, necessarily. So, yeah, I think that that will be really, really helpful. Um, Just kind of being like, oh, so on Tuesday we're going to be recording and we're going to be talking about, you know, our vaginas or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I know that that's coming. I can put it on my calendar. Got my five best vagina stories locked and loaded, ready to go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Need to really bone up on those vagina stories. Bone up. (laughs) Who let the 13-year-old in here? Uh, But I think that how we did it, for me, it's a sense of pride. And I think that I would feel 
the the feeling that I would have of disappointment in myself isn't worth it. Like I don't, I just don't want to feel that because I I made a commitment in my brain to do this and you know go at it as best that I could, and I I would have just felt kind of like a loser if I had let it drop even you know for a few weeks at a time or whatever. We just didn't feel like doing it. Like I, it's like that thing that like I've never really understood where people are like, oh, I have a workout buddy because they hold me accountable. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. I hate that person already. But like <laughs> the thing about like having like somebody that you're podcasting with is like we started with the same level like of investment and yeah. understanding and commitment and like knowing that you even when you didn't want to do it that I was like okay and when I didn't want to do it that you were like okay like there's like a shared responsibility yeah and I think like that that made it doable as I, I don't want to let myself down like you were saying but then I'm also I'm not gonna let Lily down you know what I mean I'm not gonna be like no I just don't want to do it like yeah. today like I mean like, yeah. yeah like pulling just pulling it together it's like and then I'm so glad we're doing it you know feels really good it's like okay yeah. This is why we do it. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, you always feel better after you've made something or done something that you kind of didn't really think that you had the energy to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's even more pride in that where you're like, I have fucking done this thing and I've, like, created something. I've yeah. put something out in the world and, like... You're like, I'm a warrior badass. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was exhausted. I did not want to do it. And yet I did. Yeah. No, it does. It feels, it feels good. So I guess to summarize for our listeners, you're telling us that if we actually commit to doing the things that we're passionate about that we say we want to do, we'll feel better. Yes. It turns out. I mean, but don't beat yourself up over it. That's true, too. Right. But also, like, if you know, it's it's so hard because it's like exercise is that kind of thing, right? Like, you're like, oh, you exercise, you're like, oh, I feel so much better. Like, why am I not doing it? It's like a hard thing. Yeah. But this is literally like us plugging in a microphone and, and talking s- about ourselves like indulgent white women love to do so it's not yeah. that it's not that taxing which is why again i'm super excited for season three because i'm like we were it's going to be a little more produced and that's really exciting to me in terms of like it's not it's still going to have its lovely meandering quality about it but there, it's going to be like i hopefully like a little bit more tightly constructed Purposeful. yeah Purposeful. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, I think, um, the degree of uh, intensity of labor for a passion project can vary greatly, but I think just people hearing you say that, uh, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, but yeah, you feel good when, when you, whatever also, your passion project is. it may be shitty. Is. It may be shitty. Just do it. And then you've done it. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, like, every week, like, when you're like, there were some real stinkers. Well, fuck yeah, there were, but we also <laughs> just did it. Exactly. You know, like, and it's better than not doing it. Yeah. And, and I mean, we talked about doing a podcast for years, and now here we are sitting across the table from you in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> wrapping up season two. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's exactly where we thought we'd be when you started that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew. We totally imagined this. Yeah. A soothsayer. <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> but no, I mean, that is, you know, that freaking Nike slogan is so perfect for a reason. Just mm-hmm. do it is so perfect because it's like, uh, I am such a perfectionist and I have gotten in my own way and not done things for so long my entire life because if, I, if it wasn't going to be perfect or if I wasn't going to be really good at it, I was just like, what's the point? Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed in myself for like not putting out something that is like magical and life-changing and, you know, whatever. And I think that this has really helped teach me like, 
no, it feels great even when it's imperfect just yeah. to do it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I feel the same. Well, I know we don't have a ton of time left, but I had, I had one more question I was going to try to sneak in here, which goes back to the lessons learned section. Um, what is something, you know, even though a lot of these conversations that became the episodes of the podcast started between the two of you, maybe even going back several years, what's something new that you learned about each other from doing this podcast together? Well, that's a good question. Could be a factoid that came out of story, could be... Uh, vocal tick that you never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Jamie. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I was just trying to give an example. No, I'm kidding. Uh, while I think about that, I'll, I'll say, just in terms of our relationship, I learned that, like, a whole new way that we are able to communicate. Like, because it's, like, kind of professionally, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit like working together, but, you know... It's not technically working together. I don't know. But, like, just that we can kind of communicate in these really straightforward, like, respectful ways. Not that I doubted that we would have that sort of rapport, but it's just a side of our relationship that had not been... Well, it's different, right? I mean, like, in a friendship, like, I'm not going to... Like, I'm not going to be as, like, curt that I might be, like, in a business way just because it's, a, or a professional sense, because it's, like, we're just getting the job done. Where I'm, like, right. no, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? They're, like, no, like, I don't think we should, like, because we're just, like, hashing out the details, you know? But whereas in life, I mean, there are a lot more I'm sorry's and modifiers and mm -hmm. all of the pleasantries. Maybe we should just lean into professional friendship. We're just professional <laughs> friends. <laughs> just really get down to the, to the meat and bones. Um... Uh, on that note, one thing I, I knew about Lily, but that has been, like, amplified through the podcast is um, you're just, uh, you're a great journalist and editor and writer in the sense that you really are great at, like, I mentioned it earlier with regard to the MS episode, but you have this ability to ask questions in a way that is both, like, gentle, insightful, and you're genuinely curious enough that you want to know, but then there's also, like, you're asking the right questions, which is good. Yeah. And it inspires me. I'm like, I need to ask more questions. <laughs> That's good. I can, I can be proud of that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I think that you do ask great questions, though, too. I mean, yes. I think that that's something that made our friendship even bloom to begin with, was that we both just really love getting to know somebody in a deep way. And I think that there are a lot of people who are very fine with just having more of a superficial relationship with acquaintanceship with people. And, you know, I have that too, but when it comes down to like people who I want to like trust and love, I, I, it's necessary to have that kind of openness and deepness. And I think that, yeah, I mean, obviously because that's kind of what our friendship is built on. I knew that you were that type of person, but it has definitely let me see way more your capacity for like compassion and understanding and um, yeah, and like and letting yourself be vulnerable. I think Thanks. yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll both just have more of all of those things yes. moving forward. <laughs> I hope so too. I'm sure you. Yeah. <laughs> And also, Jamie, thank you so much. You've been an amazing interviewer. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me to interview you today for this it's season finale. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the show, as you know. So. You shouldn't have let us know you're so good at this. I like, know. Now we're going to exploit the fuck out of you. Anytime.
I'm now also, as your wife, now that I know you have this capability, I'm just going to be like, you know what, just interview me during brunch. <laughs> like, just ask me questions. Nice. All right. right now. I, mean, I, never. I don't think it's a terrible idea that every season finale end with a Jamie interview. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I would be totally on board with that, and I would be on board to talk about fun food shame stories at least once a season also. Oh, yeah. You guys are definitely going to be back on <laughs> season three. Like, that's without a doubt. And food shame is going to continue to grow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've discovered some new ones with the my weird quarantine shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. I'm drinking a White Claw right now, everybody, so there's that. <laughs> I'm drinking a weird watered-down tequila drink out of a child's to-go cup because I'm so excited that in San Diego, new quarantine laws allow you to take alcoholic beverages to go from bars, which is something I've wanted since I moved to California. So they gave me a to-go cup. I may never stop drinking out of it. Like, I'm just so, so happy. hilarious because I did that the same last weekend and I, it made me think of you so hard because I like got it from a window and carried it home with me walking down the street drinking a slushy tequila based drink out of a child's to-go cup and I was like Danielle will love this oh I, I haven't felt more myself in a while I told Jamie that actually while we were uh, eating lunch it helped that someone else prepared our lunch but I was just like this kind of almost feels normal. Like, mm-hmm. there's an element yeah. of this that feels like, you know, normal again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, thank you for uh, being here, stuck in the house, and also being so good at what you do, both yeah. professionally and as a partner and as a friend to interview us. You did a great job. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll pass it back over to you to your usual sign-off. But really, <laughs> it, was, it was my honor and pleasure. And uh, on behalf of all your listeners, thank you for doing this. It's just, it was such a great idea from the get-go. And oh, I love those things too. Thank so. you. Yeah, well, yeah, wow. Thanks. That's really generous. Too yeah. generous, really. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and, and we just hope to continue to be there next season and grow our listenership and reach more people. And, yeah. We're going to tighten it up. Yeah. We're going to, um, we wanted to do this. We spent years talking about it. We achieved the thing we wanted to do, which was actually executing it yeah. and doing it. And now we're going to, now we're going to figure out what do we really want it to be. Yeah. And totally. that's exciting. Yeah. So we, uh, like I said, we're going to take uh, about a month off and hopefully we will be past some pandemic situations and ready to talk and dive more into the shame topic again. Um, yeah. So forward to that we can't say see you next tuesday i guess but we'll see you some tuesday soon we'll see you we'll see you in a tuesday a month from now yeah exactly which is just like you're a cunt a month from now so we'll (laughs) see you next tuesday in a month right okay uh well yes you can check us out Yes. I feel like this like inner uh, like news broadcaster in me that's like you can check us out on the social. You actually side. just made a news like a, the posture and pose. <laughs> I put like one hand on my hip and I did like a jazz hand with the other hand for those of you who are trying to envision it. Um, you can check us out on the socials at ShamePod. Yep. And we have a website at And we're gonna revamp it. We're gonna work on it. Yep. We're gonna get better with the socials. Exactly. So with that, yeah, I hope that you are all safe and well. And thank you for joining us again. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you some Tuesday. Some Tuesday. Some Tuesday. <laughs> see you at the crossroads. <laughs> Bye. Bye.